Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, we're going to be talking about making memories, the purpose of life. And, uh, you know, memories are so important. They're the only thing that we carry forward beyond our death. And when we die, we leave a lot of things to people. And, yes, there's there's articles. Yes, there's, there's uh, you know, clothing and things, houses. But all that stuff eventually goes away. What we hope in life is that our memories don't go away, that those shared memories that we have with the people we love, people we don't love, people that are friends, whatever, our family, it is so important to be able to make as many of those as possible so that our life can live beyond us. A lot of people get into ruts and they just stay there and they do their routine thing every day, the same old thing. And that's very depressing because you have to be able to embrace change if you want to live a full and rich life. There's almost nothing more rewarding in life than close relationships, be it a a spouse, a loved one, friends, children, our families. One of the things that all of the most cherished, satisfying relations have in common is lasting memories. Memories, especially joyful ones, fortify relationships and increase their endurance, especially through difficult times. I mean, you know, we really don't plan on creating happy memories. They just seem to happen. Yet, we'd all like that if we knew we could have more of them, but, but how do we go about that? And so that's what this show is about. It's about how to make it happen. You know, sure, a vacation might do the trick but, but, uh, or another big life event, but these things don't always occur very often. And even though we really can't guarantee that we'll be able to uh, create more me- uh, joyful memories, there are manageable things that we can do in the present that deepen the bonds and increase mutual joy and aliveness and raise the odds that we'll have more memorable times to look back on in the future. Most of these involve, at least in some way, a break from your routine. Even good relationships stagnate when routine sets in. Time slips by without any real memories being made. And this is when we look back and wonder where the time went. There are no real markers to set things apart, and that is so sad. You know, stressed or difficult relationships are also undermined by routine. Things have become so uncomfortable or tough that any routine that keeps the status quo or the stress at bay is often adopted, and no good memories are created in its place. And with time, this increases the chasms, and and it separates us from those we care about. So break out the routines that keep us from deepening our connections and experiencing the stuff we'll enjoy looking back on that doesn't have to be complicated, doesn't have to be expensive or extravagant. Instead, try incorporating some Some of these following things that I'm going to offer you, you know, you want to experience new things together. This this is a uh, breakup of the routine. And the idea is that it goes by, you know, goes quite far in creating the kind of memories that stay with us. When we 
experience something new. Our senses senses are heightened and our adrenaline is active and our awareness is keen. And so scientifically, all those biological factors actually work to create memories and deepen our subconscious and make them easier to recall. So go places you've never been before and try things you've never done. You don't have to love them all. The point is to get out of your relationship comfort zone and activate everyone's spirit by a new adventure. You know, you also want to create together. This is this one, you know, goes often neglected, but really, how often do we create together the, with the people we love? We know we don't have to get all fancy about it. Uh, creating can be as simply as uh, uh, creating a space in your home, uh, making a snowman, building a tent with your kids, or, or even concocting a new recipe. You know, the bonds that are built around creative activities are special because creating involves being open, imaginative, and cooperative. And in the end, there is a result in which everyone contributed in part. And when you create together, you know, do it in the spirit of fun and in play and, and let go of the results. Better yet, let someone else take the lead. Help someone you care about create something that's meaningful to them. You know, you also want to be active get together. So more of what we do for pleasure with those we love is rather passive. We may watch television, we may go to the movies, or go out to eat. But those these sorts of pursuits might be relaxing and pleasurable. It's because they're passive that they don't really strengthen our connections and create occasions that are memorable. You know, make it a point to experience things that require active involvement, even if it's just occasionally, like games, hikes, outdoor activities, sports are all easy enough to do on the budget. You know, you don't have uh, to do them all, but, you know, they're the thing to do. You know, by, by choosing active entertainment expands our experiences of one another. And in a way, passive entertainment just doesn't do that. You also want to include others when you spend time together. You know, this doesn't have to be all the time, but including others not only brings a freshness uh, to regular activities, but also widens our perceptions of each other. Plus, more personalities in a place, the more unexpected results, which often become the stuff of some of our funniest memories. You know, if you're a family, do things that include other families, even if that just means things you normally do at home. If you're a couple, try to connect with another couple. For friends, go places where you encounter new people together. Even make it a point to do something of this sort once a month or every other, and that can enliven any relationship and solidify the things that bind us together. You know, you also want to learn together. You know, this is... Another area that gets neglected because often we think learning is a solitary activity or something we do formally, as in a class, often with people who don't, we don't know. But learning together with people we like or love is actually quite fun. It broadens our horizons. It serves to enrich our relationships. And the point here is to learn things that are new to everyone so that one, no one is really a teacher. No one's really an expert. So you pick something that interests everyone involved, and you can go about it formally or informally, but you want to com- uh, commit and do it all together. You know, also, you know, you want to share in the joy and celebrate uh, in celebratory events. You know, you might want to make time to acknowledge joyful moments and celebrate successes and triumphs, no matter how small, be it your own, someone else's. Joy is contagious, and though it may take a little effort 
taking part in celebratory occasions together adds more meaning to relationships. And you don't have to wait for holidays, family events, or friends' special occasions. Though such occasions are often fun, not everything needs to be a party, even per, uh, or personal for that matter. Attending celebrations around your interest is often a good time, and it can be something you truly, truly enjoy. You also want to make room for spontaneity. The next time you uh, are inclined to pass on an invitation to do something because it's not your thing, it's too different, or because you feel too busy, just say yes. Just say yes. And when you feel the urge to say no, maybe later, or maybe later, say yes. And perhaps your, your uh, partner or friend has suggested something new, and your friend is, 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 makes up something strange to do, or your child, uh, inner child has some an imaginative thing that doesn't match your age or maturity. These are the very things that we shouldn't pass up besides what you're passing them up to do instead. You know, what are you what are you really going to lose? You know, the most wonderful unexpected surprises often take place when we let go and let spontaneity uh, spontaneity take over. You know, would you rather enjoy today or have great memories tomorrow and forever? You know, you should you optimize decision-making in life to have great experiences in the moment or create great memories to look back on later? They are not the same thing. You know, it's like when you talk about being a vacationer and being a traveler. You know, a vacationer is going to go and they're going to say, okay, there's the Eiffel Tower. I've seen it. Check that off. But they're not really taking in the moment. You know, if you go, let's say, to Paris and you experience the Eiffel Tower, maybe you have a picnic there. Maybe you actually go in the park around there, which is quite beautiful, and have a great time and start experiencing talking to people and, and, and eating the food and, and, and playing like they do and, and watching their children. You know, that is a great thing. Or having your children play with their children. You know, it's these are great memories that you can make. Travelers make memories. Vacationers just do obligatory vacationing. And we'll talk about travel memories in just a little, little bit. You know, novelty leads to memories. So you seek uh, bulk, positive randomness. Mix things up. New food, new people, new route home from work. You know, just try something. You know, we generate so fewer memories as we age. And so we've got to throw ourselves into newness. And that is a leap of faith. And that is what life is about. Life is a leap of faith. Lots of decisions without solid outcomes. No promises. We just have to go and deal with the facts and the way things are and the environment as it is. You know, travel also illustrates a choice. That Let's just say you sit on a beach for a week and you almost certainly will enjoy a decent amount of experience in the moment pleasure. But it's not likely to lead to many memories. You know, especially if you sat on a lot of beaches before. You know, on the other hand, you know, wind your way through the streets uh, of, a, of a city. You know, a walking city is, is uh, like uh, uh, Tallinn, Estonia. You know, it's beautiful. Estonia is one of the most beautiful uh, countries out there. The people are so fabulous. Those little streets, and you walk down those little streets, and it's just so beautiful. If you go to Rome, walk down the streets. Walk in the caverns. Go see all the skeletons under the under the the buildings. Go go see all the grand places. You know, when you travel, you you want to just throw yourself into that culture. We also want to take on challenges. We want to endure struggle, and we want to feel intense lows and highs. So we have to create experiences that we are invested in, that we actually have to 
participate. And by doing that, we participate in life and we participate in memories. You know, you want to do things with people and, and, and use people as a key variable. You know, some people may lead us into seeing, let's say if you go to a theme park, but they may know a lot of new things about that theme park that you never did before. And suddenly that theme park that you've gone to time and time again and done the same old crap all of a sudden it becomes new to you and you have a new set of experiences through their eyes about what it's all about. You know, uh, as we create a positive randomness in our life, we become very happy. We become feeling very enriched and this is what life is about. And people that have lots of problems, lots of issues like depression and stress and anxiety and all these crazy things, That's because they have too much time on their hand. They're thinking too much and they're not doing. Life is about doing and thinking and learning. It's about creating experiences. So, um, you know, the other thing is it's important to get together to review and relive old memories and talk about those memories because we don't just want to make a memory. We want to talk about, do you remember when this happened? Not all the bad ones. Try to remember the good ones. Those feel good. That makes us feel better. That makes us feel our life is has merit and that it's important and it's vital. You'll, you know, you want to enjoy both today and have a rich memory. The, the wise approach seems to be to optimize for, for both experiencing self and remembering self at the same time. You want to both be both in the moment and and making pleasure, but you also know that you're creating a memory. You know, witness the balancing act uh, uh, in regard to a wedding. To create memories, couples spend a fortune on wedding photographers. But the couple's logic is, in the end, we'll all be left with photographs of that day and see it through different people's eyes. And, and by at a, at a, you know, at, at weddings, you have all kinds of different scenarios going on at the same time. And that it's the interactions that happen at the weddings that are the most important. Optimizing for both good is a guidance for life decisions uh, more generally. And so the bottom line is have a few key areas of non-novelty. Put everything else on the chopping block. Do have a long-term significant other. Do have a home that doesn't change every year. Do maintain some traditions and routines. Cherish the routines. Put them in a lockbox that only you uh, have it. But the deal is you have to experiment widely and take chances between all that. You know, you want to kill your status quo everywhere you can kill it. You'll be investing in your memory bank, slowing down time and increasing the meaning that you feel that you have in your life. Now, family memories, these are very powerful uh, possessions that, that profoundly link hearts together because both you and your spouse need to be diligent on planning memories for the family and taking the necessary stay, uh, steps to catch those memories. You know, obviously, it's not, it's not uh, the way you uh, see something. But it's all the experience of getting there and the experience of laughing together and the experience of talking and the experience of overcoming obstacles or crazy people or things that people said or crazy things that you see. You know, that the adventure that you take to get to something important or something meaningful is, is important, if not more important, than the actual outcome of arriving. You know, memory making is, you know, something that we have to make especially with our loved ones and if we don't do that if we stagnate our life 
just washes away. After we die, we wash away and nothing happens, nothing. So we want to make really powerful moments, especially for our children to carry on into their life. You know, also varied adventures. You know, too many of us get in a rut and don't realize how many wonderful ways we can share our life together. You know, go camping, go to the go to the ocean, go go uh, deep sea fishing, go fishing. You know, take a hike, do things, go to places. You know, uh, I've been so many places in this world, and it's so fascinating to do that. And even just going to maybe a city forty miles away. You know, out in the country, you might experience something incredible. You know, instead of staying in a hotel, stay in a bed and breakfast and meet people and eat together and talk together and, and learn about a small town and learn the history of what's there. Now, in travel memories, you know, that you have to immerse yourself in the culture. You know, if you arrive at a foreign destination and make this mistake of visiting it without rev, you know, without ever really leaving your own world, you choose the route of being a tourist looking from the outside in and essentially uh, sitting on the sidelines, taking in everything going on around you, but never really participating. So we're going to talk about these travel memories, and then we're going to talk about meaning in our life, and we're going to talk about happiness. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? 
The email address is drgbmft at svcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. You know, we're talking about travel memories. And, you know, at a certain pocket of time in college, I went over to uh, England and studied for a while. And I was lucky because my school had another school that they were connected with. So the grades would carry back to to my uh, University of Evansville where I went for my bachelor's. But the bottom line is what's really cool is by experiencing that and going to school there and actually living in the community, actually living in a castle, which was really cool where the school was, and also going uh, uh, going up to the pub at night and meeting the public. I learned very young that how important it was to, to really vest yourself and get to know people. You know, it, it's incredible. Uh, there's so many memories that you can gather when you put yourself in a new environment. And traveling is, is something that I just totally get excited about. I mean, it's like uh, we recently went to the Baltics and went to uh, Russia. That was such a beautiful, beautiful experience, meeting the people, talking, getting to know them, uh, seeing all the different uh, monuments and the different uh, castles and the different uh, uh, palaces and all the, the beautiful things that are out there in, in the Baltics. Also, you know, I went on a tour or a uh, a 30-day uh, vacation down to South America and Antarctica and basically did what Darwin did and followed through and crossed the Strait of Magellan and went into Antarctica and and witnessed the, the whales who basically would come right up because they didn't know who we were. I mean, it's like they're so used to just being there and nobody really you know, interacting with them, even penguins at the, in the Falkland Islands. You could literally play with them on the beach. I mean, these are things that you just can't take away from, from your life. And when you do that with your family and you take them places like that, it's incredibly fascinating. You know, um, I study. I study a lot of history, and I do that all the time. And when I do that, when I know I'm going to go somewhere, the first thing I do is study about it because I want to go there and not just know what's going on today, but to know the history of what led up to today in that place. And it makes the experience so much richer. You know, um, you know, tips for immersing yourself in the culture is learn some basic phrases. And actually, if you have an iPhone, there's these little dollar ninety nine uh, programs that you can get where you can talk into your phone and it'll interpret for you, and then it will say what you said in English to the person in the country you're at. This is incredible to do when you go to foreign countries because then you're able to access like the local pubs and the, the local hangouts and the beaten path because you're able to interact with people and get their ability to tell you what to see rather than just go see what everybody wants you to see. You know, uh, stay stay away from the tourist traps. If, if, if you're there, ask the people, ask the souvenir stands, ask the workers, ask the people in the streets, ask the people that are eating in a restaurant where to go because where their favorite places are because they will give you the diamonds in the rough. You know, but you have to be patient if you're traveling into a foreign country. You know, as English is probably their second language. So you want to interact with a curious, loving spirit and, and a willingness to learn. You also want to connect. If you're going to travel, connect with nature and wildlife. You know, brushes with nature 
are, are brief escapes, and they're incredible. I mean, you could go up to Skagway and ride the train and go up into the, the, the rainforest up there or, or go interact with the – watch the, the bears in Alaska where you just go out and you look at them and they're playing out in their own place and hopefully in a safe place like a sanctuary. But, you know, seeing that kind of stuff, taking the, the cruise up in Alaska, for example, at the, in the, in the Inner Passage is like going up a river. And there's wildlife everywhere. There's eagles, ravens. There's all kinds of wildlife, whales, uh, dolphins. There's wildlife out there. And it's so beautiful. And you cannot take those memories back. I remember um, I, when we went to Alaska just recently, uh, a whale jumped a, a humpback literally jumped out of the water never did it the whole summer the whole summer that the vacations were being taken the, the season was shutting down it actually leaped out of the water back slammed into the water right next to the boat we were in most incredible thing never forget that you also want to give back just just like you know the old adage says it feels better to give than to receive you know by giving you know, you, you're benefiting yourself as well as other people. And that may be giving them a, an American dollar bill that they've never seen in their life. You know, simply foot, you know, giving feels good. So whether you uh, center, uh, are, are, uh, center on an entire trip or help others, volunteer, you know, you can, you can uh, do like volunteer. There's a thing called Global Volunteers where you can go and volunteer. There's another program called Go Eat and Give. And these things, organized trips with the perfect blend of culture, food, and community service. They're also simpler, less time-consuming things, you know, like going up to, let's say, here in California, going to Julian, where the Julian apple is, and eating apple pie, or going to the silver mine. You know, these are things that we can very simply, very accessibly do. Look around you, and you will find that within an hour, you can have an adventure. You know, you also want to... Uh, Share the experience with special people, and you, you want to know that you want to build bonds with them. So, so by doing that, you can strengthen your relationships by building trust and creating an opportunity to learn more about your companion. When you travel with your partner, you know, do something crazy with them. Do like a, a tandem bungee jump or, or uh, something crazy. You know, go for a friend, do, do a girl or a guy's trip to Las Vegas as something fun. You know, these are ways that we create memories. Um, you also want to get away because when you get away and travel with your partner, you are able to look at each other with new eyes. All right. Meaning in life. You know, you want to cr create substance with small wins and, and to discover what leads to a better work uh, life is, is that creating meaning is an evolutionary process that grows by the day. And that means that we focus not on the end result, but the process. And if we want to forge meaning in the moments, that means that we have to be fully present. And that, from an existentialistic perspective, means we're not thinking about the past, we're not thinking about the future, we're fully vested in the person we're with or the people we're with, and we're in the moment, and that's all we are. And if you can do that, you can have peace in your life. You know, um, you also want to avoid going solo. You know, if you sit around alone with nobody to participate in your life and to share memories with, your memories will just be with you and they die with you. And that may be good in some regards and that may be bad in some regards. You know, it's nice to nourish ourselves, but let's hope those memories that we have just for ourselves, those solo memories, that those memories simply are something 
that nourish us and that we don't thrive on that because then we're alone in the world and that means we have very little meaning. You also want to want what you already have. If you want to have meaning in your life, that means you make more of what you have rather than look at what you don't have. Now, let's look at happiness. It's about getting what you want, but it appears that meaningfulness is about doing things that express yourself. You know, parents often say, I just want my children to be happy. Well, happy is just one emotion. You know, why don't you say, I want my child to be have a meaningful life? You know, a meaningful life, that is what we should be shaping the values for our children about. If we fear uh, meaninglessness, we, we fret about the the... The, the whole process of life. We we live in fear, and that means we don't live in faith. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about leaps of faith. We don't live in faith if we fear. When fear enters, faith leaves. When faith enters, fear leaves. Do you want to live a life full of fear, or do you want to live a life full of faith? Faith means you take chances, you get as much information, and you dive in. And by the way, getting married is a leap of faith. Having children is a leap of faith. Starting a relationship, starting a conversation with somebody new is a leap of faith. You know, as you might expect, there, there's, uh, there's uh, uh, two states that overlap substantially. Almost half of the variation in meaningfulness is explained by happiness, vice versa, what we want and need. You know, happiness is when we get what we want and what we need. And need is a lot different than want. When you want something, you just want something. And that something may add to you or you may identify with it. But when you need something, that's when you're going to find more happiness in your life. Because if you fulfill those needs, that is going to make your, your life feel more substantial. You know, we just have to look also at our social life. We need to have a social life. We can't just sit on our hands and hibernate from other people because we're introverts. You have to put yourself out there and you have to, to, to create new memories. And so by doing that, that develops meaning. We also uh, want to look at how uh, to get to the point that, that our life is something that addresses all of our needs. And we know what all our needs are. If we know what our needs are, then we know what to ask of our partners. We know what to ask of our friends. We know what to ask of our children. We know what to ask of the people we work with because we are identifying needs and these needs cannot be denied. And I will tell you, many couples get in a lot of trouble because they forget. They forget to meet the needs of their partner. And just because you're bad at giving compliments, just because you may be bad at at, at uh, spending time together and you're always busy, well, that may be a need that your partner needs and they're starving and they're lonely. So you got to step up. You got to step up and identify needs. And that's a great conversation to have by your children, by yourself, by your family. You will have much better relationships and a much more meaningful life when the needs are met and then now the memories can be made. You've got a better sense of intimacy with each other. So, you know, let's talk about memories with your children. You want your kids to look back on their time with you fondly, you know, so you got to find some common interests that you enjoy together. So here's some common interests, camping and hiking. 
You can enjoy the outdoors at almost any age, and it's a great way to get in touch with nature and spend time without the TV, the telephone, the cell phone, the smartphone, the iPad, and other distractions. You also want to do things like golf or tennis. You know, playing any sport together can be fun. You know, going just swimming in the pool. You know, it, these kind of, uh, you know, go play basketball, go play baseball, go play catch, do something. You know, cooking together. That Kids love to cook. You know, and they love to carry recipes on into their life that you created in your life or maybe passed on through your family. It's very important to help a child understand how to cook, and uh, those memories will last forever. I have lots of very, very special memories and very special recipes that I make uh, every once in a while, periodically, that I picked up in my life through my family. And those things I will never, ever forget. You know, uh, rooting for the team. You know, if you have a, a favorite high school, college, pro sports team, make watching the games and cheering them on part of your family story. And don't forget the food. Yes. Uh, you know, you also want to work for a cause. Some families find that their favorite memories together are from volunteering or charitable work. So sign up together to help out at a shelter or an elderly neighborhood in, in, in need. You know, you also want to make music together. Musical talent seems to run in families, and if that's your story, you're very blessed. So time gathered around a piano, singing carols at Christmas, or strumming guitars, or playing the ukulele are meaningful memories. Also, you know, like biking, jogging, these are things that you can do with your children. Lots of uh, adult runners talk about picking up the sport by uh, trailing behind a uh, running parent. You know, so a long, slow jog, a, a bike ride provides a lot of chances to talk, to laugh, and to build, uh, build a legacy of fitness in your family. You know, you're teaching your kids to be active. Also, games, you know, learning a game that the whole family can play and enjoy like King's Corners, uh, Hearts or Spades or, or you know, uh, Battleship, Monopoly, Sorry, Uno, whatever it is. These are things that you can do with your kids that create lots of fun. Uh, also, hobbies, you know, and outings. You know, if you could share with your kid like a theater or museums or garage sales or antiquing or car and boat shows, fixing cards, building things together. These are things that you want to have with your children. I always, my daughter and I, love to put stuff together. We love to put stuff together and she loves to help me and it's so much fun and it gets her away from the TV and her her, her uh, iPad and all that stuff and now we have time where we're really doing something meaningful. You know, road trips, you know, daily errands we run are road trips, but you may want to stop at a bookstore uh, or you may want to stop at a grocery store. You may want to stop at a rummage sale and, uh, you know, just do something. Just go go out there and do something with them. You know, go bowling, you know, nicknames. E- each of my kids have nicknames. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we've got all kinds of nicknames, but nicknames are make it special. And that can include your partner. You, you know, you also want to have dates with your children. And, and this is another thing that lots of people do not do. But when you have dates with your kid, like, you know, just go out to breakfast on a Sunday or, or uh, you know, go take them just to, uh, to, to the, the, an amusement park for the day. Whatever it is, but one by one, take your children and have special memories with them. You know, that is so important. Eating together is another thing. You know, when people eat together... Um, it's chaos and, and uh, you know, there's lots of crazy stuff happens, but they also talk. So families that 
eat together often harmonize a lot better because they're all talking to each other. You know, uh, family trips, we talked about that before, but also being available. You know, our children need to know that they are important to us and they, they, they have permission to call anytime, anytime. You know, they, they may leave messages like, uh, I love you. Wow, how special is that? You know, if you call them and tell them you love them, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, put their activities in your schedule and actually spend time with them. Play their games and have that kind of fun with their special interests in mind. And, and when time permits, play their games with them. These are memories. Now, it's also important to make memories with your spouse. So how do we do that? Well, you, you want to c- cultivate a common interest. Um, they are your best friends, and, and friends enjoy spending time with one another. So if you and your spouse have difficult, different hobbies, find something that you both enjoy. And that may be simple as a jigsaw puzzle. You know, that may be something as simple as relaxing and reading together. You know, you don't have to interact that much, but just spending some time together doing something. You know, do those little coloring things that everybody's doing nowadays. I mean, these are stuff that we need to do. And by doing that, it gives us time to communicate, time to respectfully talk, and time to enjoy each other. You know, you may want to take a walk together, go bike riding, you know, get off your butt and enjoy something after a long day. Go play some tennis or or learn how to dance. You want to share experiences that enrich your marry marriage and, and, and deepen your friendship. All right, we're going to talk more about memories with spouse, and then we're going to talk about holiday memories. We're going to talk about memories with friends and all kinds of other stuff. Come back. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at DRGBMFT for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or DRGBMFT.com. Remember, DrGBMFT.com. The Compassionate Life is about just that. There are so many human beings who have made a name for themselves by being humanitarians. They have become individuals who are known for being selfless, kind, and compassionate. Host Dr. Brittany King is also one of these humanitarians. Each week she shares stories of kindness that she has experienced throughout the world, both as a contributor and recipient of these acts of love and kindness. Listen every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but... If you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? 
The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about making uh, our life meaningful and developing memories, uh, especially like with our spouse. You know, it's when you think about uh, meaningful life, it's so interesting. I remember uh, uh, something I heard a long time ago was uh, that, that history of the world is utter boredom surrounded by war. <laughs> I think that's a great way to look at it. And, and what that says is, is that man innately, meaning the human being, creates chaos. They love to create chaos. And that is how meanings uh, developed. And societies create meaningful social uh, things through creating events together and things that create controversy and uh, make things uneasy. And so, you know, a, a, a meaningful life is filled with chaos, and so, uh, which may be war. Okay, now memories with your spouse. You know, you want to have a regular date night. And, and I'm not saying just do something normal the same thing all the time. What you want to do is you want to have special date nights that you actually organize and you actually plan. And that means both of you, not just one of you, but some both of you create some new experiences. Go to a winery, you know, go 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 to go to a mall and just people watch. Do what do something, but do it do it different. And if you can do that, what happens is you develop memories together and special times together that you remember. And you may have to talk, you may end up talking about those memories time and time again because things may have come up in a conversation that are very important for both of you to share. You know, you also want to try, uh, once again, new adventures. You know, don't, don't, you know, do something. You got to force yourself out of the rut of normal day to day living. If you and your spouse would like to do something a little more daring, consider activities such as skydiving or scuba diving, mountain climbing, just hiking. You know, these are the kind of things that people do that are healthy. Now, this is what a lot of people forget to do but should be doing, and that's writing love letters to one another and reading them over a romantic dinner. You know, writing letters is almost a lost art form, and you may want to redeem it by by regularly expressing your love to your spouse in a letter, and then you read it to your spouse over a romantic dinner, and uh, you know you could you could choose a, a special box for your love letters that you'll pass on to your children and to your grandchildren, and on and on and on. And it may start into a, a a family history of that we do these things. You know, you also want to go on overnight getaways without the kids. You know, the possibilities are very open and endless. You know, many state parks have great campsites or beautiful lodges. Staying in a a nearby bed and breakfast can be really fun. You know, go up to the mountains, go to the ocean, go somewhere where you can get out and get away and remind yourself that the world is a bigger place than just the little house you live in. You know, also, you want to set aside regular time to talk with, another, with, with one another without any distractions. So when your spouse is and when you're together, you want to break off all the things that could distract you. Make time to focus on one another and talk about the day's events. When our children were young, you know, uh, you know try to talk about memories that you've made together because it makes you want to have more. 
And that is so, so important. You also, it's always good to uh, read a book together and discover it over coffee, at a, 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 you know, discuss it like over coffee at a coffee house or a bookstore. So you, you basically take turns uh, choosing the books. And if a movie has been made out to a book, read and discuss it together, then watch the movie and compare the book to the movie. And by the way, books can be quickly uh, moved through if you do like audiobooks. I do tons and tons of audiobooks. But as a couple, you have a lot to share when you both have read things together. You know, you also, if you want to make memories with your spouse, you have to be accountable to one another. You know, we have to be accountable for our mistakes. And uh, you want to be accountable in certain areas like, uh, you know, if we overcommit and we are not able to do everything that we promise, we're going to uh, not satisfy our partners. So the deal is we want to be accountable uh, if things change or if things go bad or things aren't quite the way uh, we wanted it to be. You know, you just want to tune up that marriage and keep it connected. Communication is what makes marriage work. You know, the memories we form from a special time celebrating holidays with family and friends help us cope with the present and future life uncertainties and life's challenges. You know, there's a lot of psychological research that suggests, uh, so, you know, for for example, in a series of studies, uh, cherished memories about the past, like nostalgic memories, uh, uh, promote promote psychological health and well-being. And across lots of studies, it's observed that the more nostalgic people were about the past, the more they perceived their lives as meaningful today. So critically, you know, further studies demonstrate that for people who felt down that their life had no purpose or meaning, inducing nostalgia and asking people to reflect upon memories improves their psychological well-being and it reduces stress. You know, the, these findings are very important because as meaning in life is a significant component of psychological health. So people who perceive their life as meaningful tend to be healthy, energetic, optimistic, have a low rest, a risk of uh, stress, and uh, life stressors aren't nearly as bad as they are when people are fear-based in how they think. You know, unemployment, disease, diagno- uh, you know, diagnoses, and these can challenge your life. But that's why the memory part is so important. You know, here's another way to think about it. When we set aside special time to spend with family and close friends, oftentimes it's the holidays, we are potentially adding to a reservoir of meaningful memories that can dip into life when it's difficult. And we can look back on those times and smile. So dipping into that reservoir, we have to invest in that reservoir. And during those times, it gives us a needed injection of meaning. And it might give us the resolve Uh, needed to persevere when the world looks uh, gloomy. So just because now might not be a time of uh, great prosperity or a great time of optimism to yourself, what you want to look to is when it was, when it was meaningful, because that brings on spirit. And uh, so we have to invest, we have to invest in memories. Now, making memories with friends. Now, there are things you can do with your best friends that you can never do with anybody else. You know, your best friends won't care if you look or act silly because chances are they're doing it too. So, you know, don't be a flake. If you're going to be a flake with a best friend, you're not going to spend a whole lot of time with them. If you commit to do things with them, be there. If you can and communicate and, you know, don't, don't be late. 
You know, that, that is rude. So when you make friends, you have to act in, in according to make it special, make it meaningful, and make it important that your time is cherished together. You know, you, you want to do things. You know, you could do things like, uh, you know, I don't know, start a blog uh, with that you both put uh, information in. Or if money is an issue, start a, a, a blog on money and how to make money. Start a blog on uh, that you do together on how to enrich your family or be able to live at home and be able to have an income. You know, you might want to do a, like a, a 5K or something like that. One or, you know, you can walk it or run it, whatever. But if you plan it and you develop workouts, you're only helping each other and you're spending a lot of time together. So you're doing something for a purpose. Traveling together is something to do with a friend. You know, when you do that with a friend, you both see it from different perspectives and you have a lot of things to talk about. You know, uh, do a, a joint account like a, a, a Google Plus or a Facebook page. And uh, or Twitter and, and make it something about growth and you're going to grow it into something that people are going to listen to. You know, there's a lot of people that get together and they do this kind of stuff and they have a lot of fun and success with it. They get out there in the social media and they're having fun and, and they're maybe commenting on uh, politics, let's say, or, or they do something together where they talk about cooking or they took a, talk about their kids or whatever, something that people can relate to. But it's important to do stuff together as friends and make your time together meaningful. You know, you also want to take more pictures when you're together. And taking pictures is across the board with family, spouse, friends, very important. Doesn't mean you have to share it to the world, but to have those things and to look back on it and to look and go, wow, we did that. That makes that relationship stronger. Um, You also want to develop a hobby or a sport together. You want to go to coffee if you have friends. Uh, You also have to understand that making friends takes time it is an act of love and it takes love and it takes trust and it takes commitment all of the things that we expect in our marriage you know the the the, the depth of social ties can also make a difference in how our in our social life and how it contributes to happiness and meaning so spending time with friends is linked to higher happiness but it was it's irrelevant to the meaning you know having having a few beers with buddies and enjoying a nice lunch conversation with friends might be a source of pleasure but on the whole it it may not be very important in a, a meaningful life you know spending more time with loved ones is linked together with higher meaning and uh, is irrelevant to happiness so what i'm trying to say is you know time with friends is often devoted to simple pleasures but you also want to do big things so, you know, you, your, your relationship becomes fragile and it becomes unimportant when you don't do meaningful things. So if you're going to be with a friend, you want to have time together, you know, you do your lunch together, you do whatever together, but you want to do meaningful things together too. So you plan ahead and you figure out how to do something together as friends. You know, if we look at struggles and problems and stresses in life, you know, we have lower happiness Uh, when we don't make memories. So, you know, when we make great positive events or we make uh, even negative events, even if we went for a positive event and got a negative event, we're giving meaning to our life. And that is what you need to do. So if you want to overlook stress, you have to look to have things that are meaningful to you that can distract you from the things that you are 
not feeling good about. You know, you want to reach out to friends. Let's say you're struggling in a relationship and and uh, and uh, they may be able to help you. And that may make more time together, more energy together. But that will balance out because hopefully you'll invest back in your relationship and make it more constructive. You know, meaning is very complicated. That Words and sentences have meanings, but lives have more. You know, it, it is... It is great to have words left behind, sentences left behind, things that we've authored left behind, photograph books left behind. Those are very important to be able to enlighten and enrich our memories. But that is not all of it. There's some memories that were never photographed, that were never been able to identify, but they are in our brains. And those are important too. And so we have to make sure that we try to hang on to those things and cherish them. That doesn't mean that we repeat them over and over and tell the same story 8,000 times. Because if you're telling the story 8,000 times, that means your life doesn't have a lot of meaning right now. Um, it means you're not making new, new, new moments with the other. You know, when we talk about existence, when we talk about existing, the peaceful life, which, by the way, if you want to have a happy life, that's one emotion. If you want to have a peaceful life, then you have to live with the rhythm of life. And the rhythm of life, as I spoke of before, is being able to live in the moment. If you want to have no stress, if you want to have something that is healthy, you just learn, teach yourself to focus, and by the way, meditation can be a very helpful thing. Yoga can be a very helpful thing because it allows you to learn how to exist in the moment. Just exist. And if you can do that, that's the one thing that no one in this world can take away from you. You know, if you're not worried about being hit by a car and you're actually focused on just driving the car, what's going to happen is you're going to enjoy the process. Life is a process, and so we have to understand that we have to invest in the process. And like I said about earlier, the vacationer and the traveler, well, the vacationer lives for the, the, the outcome. They're not enjoying the process. The traveler enjoys the process and the outcome, but the process is what it was all about. It's throwing yourself into life and allowing your life to have meaning through that. You know, um, the great book, of, and I've talked about it before, is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. He basically tried to update a Freudian theory by adding a universal desire for meaningfulness to people's lives. And uh, he, he talked about a sense of purpose. And, and, you know, a lot of us forget, what are your passions? Many people don't even know. Because they never even thought about having a passion. But that's where your soul exists. That's where your talent lies. That's where your energy is. And if you have a passion, you need to embellish it. Now, anything hard makes life easier. So you have to do hard things. All right. We've talked about this meaningful life, and I hope it's helped you. Now, that's our show. Our next show is Secrets. How to reveal and embrace all of you. And I'm talking about those deep, dark secrets in your life. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Get your feedback. DRGBMFT at SBCGlobal.net or Twitter at DRGBMFT. Now remember, childhood is like being drunk. Everyone remembers what you did except you. And the key to happiness is a bad memory. Thanks for listening. (music) 
that's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 